Yo, what is going on, my fishy people? It's Evan with SpinX Designs Tackle, and we're back for another podcast. This is episode two of Steelhead Fishing, and we're just going to be talking a little bit about what happened last episode, which was the 6 to 12 pound, or we're ending off on that episode of the line rating, and what you should do for lower clear water, which is that, that's what I recommend. And if it's a little bit turbid, you could bump it up to 12 to 15, so you got a little bit of flex room in there. I hope you guys are doing good. It's uh, pretty early on a... I think it's Thursday, two days before Christmas. Wow, that's that's something. So if you guys are listening to this, Merry Christmas. I hope all is going well for you guys in this hopefully festive end of the year. And we're just still talking about steelhead fishing. So what we're talking about for first is the desirable steelhead holding water. This will switch up depending on where they like to hold that in different times of the of the river different times of the year if that makes sense so it could be like a different deeper spot in the summer because it's a lot hotter and deeper i mean in the sense of the hole that they swam to and are holding in now is a lot deeper than something it would be per se in the winter because it's a lot colder in the winter and they don't have to go as deep in the water column so that's what i mean by that and i'm just reading over my notes here Yeah, so that can mean one day they're holding in a different area and one day they're not holding in that area. So it's pretty dependent on whatever the weather is like that day. So if it's super sunny, you could try to find them in the deeper holes. But if it's not as sunny, you could definitely look in the more shallow holes. And they definitely, like I said last time, guys, they don't like holding in areas with a sandy bottom because that sand will get in their gills and it just irritates them. So they avoid that pretty... uh, really with all costs they don't like sandy bottoms they like steelhead i'm talking steelhead like clean fresh flowing water so you're not going to find them in stagnant muddy pools that means they could be in fast moving water where the undercurrent could be a little bit faster or or it could be a little bit slower than what the top current is looking like and there's always a good chance that you're going to find this area on your river so or you already know about it so and you just haven't thought about it yet and so that one spot that you're like man that that spot does not have any steelhead in it i guarantee you that if you go try to fish it you will be surprised with whatever results you get because they they could uh, live in some pretty low water conditions steelhead i'm talking or at least travel through them so they've dealt with some they've dealt with a lot of the worst stuff and they dealt with a lot of the good stuff if that makes sense steelhead in the river conditions so just try to fish them within that areas where you think that don't have steelhead per se because hey you never know and it could be just a beautiful adventure out in the wilderness and that's what i'm trying to get you guys out doing because hey I like being in the wilderness. I like listening to uh, Mother Nature wake up and whatever it is, I like being out there and it's pretty enjoyable for me. I don't know about you guys. And uh, so we're talking about the steelhead and where they like to hold. So the deeper holes on the more on the more hotter and sunny days because when it's more hot and sun it's beaten down directly on the water and it's really warming up the couple top layers of the water so whether that be a couple inches or a couple feet depending on how hot humid it is the fish are going to be down deep and they're going to stay down there because it's a lot colder and they could acclimate better to that there's many reasons to it and hey they're away from predation as far as they think they could get on the bottom of the river so they're sitting down there and on the more hotter days but you could really find them on the like the more wintry days when it's overcast and maybe you do got some rain 
they're not going to be too far on the bottom. So there's a couple pluses there. They're going to be traveling maybe a little bit higher, and they're going to be more visual to a maybe some good bait. Hey, some good bait would catch really any stubborn fish I've heard. So if you got good bait, you could probably catch fish all year. And when you catch fish all year, that's pretty helpful because then you're just not like catching them. When, like I like catching them whenever I can get out. And you know sometimes that's not a lot. I'd be I'd be doing a lot of stuff, trying to get a lot of stuff done. So. There's many things to it, guys, but when you're trying to fish for steelhead, it's pretty challenging, but once you get that first fish, I've heard, they just come one after the other, and that's what I'm hoping for, so maybe we could get something like that going. Anyways, so you can find them on winter days traveling. It's a little bit easier, I'd say. They're going to be a little bit more in tune for the bite because they're maybe in the mode of traveling up the rivers to wherever they're trying to spawn at depending on like where you guys live at listening to this probably like some sort of hatchery they were dropped off as a smolt but in my area they'd most likely be traveling up the freshwater to like on like not going up to the Whitaker Creek hatchery because most likely they would be going up there but if they do come up like the Sayuslaw River up from the basin hey we might have some steelhead all the way up highway 36 <laughs> like who knows you know so, trying to get something, make something happen, whether that be I have to go fish the hatchery or I have to keep fishing just the lower lower stem of the Sayuslaw River. Hey, it's beautiful on all parts of the river. I have fished the hatchery a little bit last year, and uh, I didn't catch nothing. But maybe I catch something this year. And maybe, hey, it's almost the end of, next, uh, end of this year, so I could try to get out there next year. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe catch some steelhead. My birthdays, it do it might it might be coming up in a couple months. I'm excited because I want to catch a steelhead on my birthday. That'd be pretty cool. What do you guys think about that? Okay, we gotta stop talking about baloney. Talk about me. We gotta be talking about steelhead. This is what this is about. We're trying to catch the ghosts, the winter ghosts, and hey. There's a lot of things to it. Sometimes it's all about the presentation of your gears. Maybe you guys are doing a little bit too aggressive in the steelhead or real subtle bite. And sometimes it's just really hard to notice. So you will miss a few bobber downs or maybe a strike. Strikes are like normally on your lures and stuff. And it's hard to miss, the, miss those because they're going to be like, boom, you're going to feel it kind of slack up and then take it and run with it. And when you got a big one on, oh, your rod's going to be like, wah, 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 wah. And hey, you better have the GoPro on because I want to see that video. And if you could get that video, that'd be pretty cool because I like reposting that kind of stuff, guys. And I think you guys have kind of seen that. So try to send me as much videos as you can, whether that be you just catching fish on like your float setup, like drifting or something. It's just still cool to like watch it because just the bobber down fact or a good spinner bite, it's hard to beat. Okay, we've got to get back to the steelhead. So say they're traveling up the river and there's just big eagle flying above the river, like full, full spread. It's big old bald eagle. He's looking for some food, all right? And you know what he's looking for? He's looking for some sort of fish maybe in the water because he's swimming above the water right okay he's peering down he's looking he spots something but the steelhead 
It's got really good natural camouflage, guys. Did you understand that? Natural camouflage. It does have its chrome, but when the, the water refracts differently, then obviously we can see it at a standing level. If you're above the fish, it's super easy. But if you're at standing level, the light refracts really differently off the sides of the fish because it's kind of like bluish dark on the top and the sides are chrome. But the sides are normally like they start facing down, but then they start, they curl in, if that makes sense, and round to a belly. So the water and the light refract differently. So you can't see it as well from a standing level. But this the salmon, or not sorry, excuse me, not the salmon, the steelhead is swimming up the water and got that bald eagle above him. He's like, ah, oh, no, I didn't see that. And the, the steelhead's all swimming safe because the steelhead is what I'm getting at, has very good natural camouflage. So it, it doesn't have to worry about predation too much. But when you when you got too many harbor seals, guys, of the adult steelhead trying to return from the ocean into fresh water to spawn, you got too many harbor seals, and then you got too many... That's just not a bad thing by any means, but you do got a lot of eagles and stuff like that, like birds. So maybe you have your hawks, if they're, if they're powerful enough. But I've seen some bald eagles. Like, there was this one guy catching a fish. He was telling me this story. And I did see this, something like this on Instagram. But he caught this fish, and this bald eagle came down and just hit the water and stole this fish. And, uh, yeah. I heard that story from, a, I think, a customer before. And I saw it on the internet, like on an Instagram video. He was catching this fish, and this bald eagle just came down. And it was like, like, like full spread, just straight stole the fish. It was right on the top of the water. He was reeling it in because it was all tired. But... If you're local, this is something that when the river goes down in the Sayuslaw, there's going to be a lot of fresh fish in here. And if you guys want to get out there and do some fishing, it's going to be a good time when the water goes down because all the fresh fish, they could be trapped in those holes that we've been talking about, the deep holes and the shallow holes. But if you're fishing on the Sayuslaw or any coastal river that has been highly affected with rain, you're definitely going to know, hopefully, or now you know, that there's going to be a lot of fresh fish up the river or trapped in those spots that you like to fish. So get out there, enjoy some nature, use some lighter gear. So whether that be a 6 to 12 pound rod, like light action or your medium action, whatever you guys like to use. And then maybe some lighter line and some lighter tackle. Those those hatchery steelhead, depending on what your state does for hatchery steelhead, it could be a pretty good fight. So... If you're listening to this in Michigan, you guys have some pretty monstrous fish, I know that. So, I'd like to get over there sometime and fish that, because Michigan Steel, I've seen it. It's pretty It's pretty wicked. My my buddy caught a really cool, like, actually, I was, like, wow, blown, still blown away about the steelhead he caught on the Rugged River, the Black Edition. And it has, like, an orange blade and a big orange bead. I think it's, like, a 10 to 12 mil orange bead. So, that one caught my first Michigan steelhead. Interesting. That was a nice picture. I Maybe I'll repost it from the podcast so you guys can see it. It's a good picture. I'll post that, repost that today. But, hope you guys are having a good day. I like, appreciate you guys listening. This is something new that I've been trying to do. And, just talk about the gear. Talk about the local river conditions. So, like, like I said, when the river goes down, get out there on the Sayuslar or any coastal river. Fish. And hopefully you guys get some fish, be safe, practice good fish handling ethics, 
and get that good revival, like I said, one hand under the belly, one hand above the tail, rock it back and forth, not vigorously, guys, we're doing, like, slow rocks, like, one, two, like, you're rocking a boat back in the water, but it's a bit heavy, okay, so, the fish just swam off, that's good, and then we're just practicing, try to be stewards of the land, I try to preach that in just, like, everything I do, but try to make the river look a little bit better than when you got there, that's super important, whether that be picking up some trash and leaders or someone left some complete packaging of like gear or beer bottles, whatever, whatever it is. Try to keep like a little pile going when you leave, take it with you. It's pretty easy and feel good about yourself because, hey, you made the river look better than when you got there than when you left. So I appreciate all you guys practice all those good ethics. Because I think they're important, at least to me, and hopefully to you. And have a good day. Be safe, drive safe, and enjoy the podcast and fishing if you're going fishing this weekend. Merry Christmas as well. Hopefully you guys get some fishy gear. And I got as many orders as I could done out of the shop before I am getting ready to go to my family's for Christmas break. So that's exciting, I guess. We're going to be playing some fun white elephant games. And whoever gets... My president's going to be like, okay, I obviously know who it's from, but I everyone's going to want it, hopefully. That's my plan. So, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.